that you know whose you are. Come on, you're the Lord's, amen? Hallelujah. That's uh, divine ownership. Glory. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you, we worship you, we honor you, we praise you. We thank you, Lord, that you have bought us with a price. We thank you that you have called us your very own. We thank you that all of those things of the past are just that. They are of the past. And when you look at us, you call us by that name. That name that you gave unto us. We go by your name, but we have a name in you. And your name is the name above all other names. We ask you, Father, right now in Jesus' name, that you have your perfect will in our hearts, souls, and lives. Father, I ask that you would dangle before each one of us a little something, a special treat that would make each person here hungry. We need to be hungry for the things of God. We need to be hungry for the Word of God in order to be able to partake of everything that you would have for us. Lord, let that be right now. And anything that would distract us or get our minds on something else, we bind it, we put it under your feet right now. In Jesus' mighty name, we all say, Amen, amen and Amen. Hallelujah. Um, like, you know, I, I've been sharing with you, the Lord just wanting to do some things differently. And, and so, uh, He's just been having me to pray and just to seek His face. And then He gives me a, a, a phrase and... Uh, and, and sometimes he gives me a group of scriptures. Sometimes he gives me one scripture. Uh, and then he just wants to build on that. I don't know if he's trying to work something out in me, uh, trying to get me to trust him more. I don't know if it's dependent upon who is either here physically or who is here uh, via the Internet, whatever it might be. I don't know, but I just know that he's a good God. Amen? And so as I was praying in the Spirit um, uh, before I left the house... Uh, here's what I heard in the Spirit. He, he said, I want my people to lose the shame name. I want my people to lose the shame name. And uh, I was thinking about that because I don't know how it, was, how it was in your house, but when I was raised up, uh, maybe my parents were very cautious or maybe they were very judgmental or maybe a combination of both or whatever. But if I, I'd come home and I'd talk about... Uh, a certain person that was in my class or whatever, uh, you know, and, and they, they would say, well, you, you, you don't need to play with them. You don't need to hang around with them. And they would, they would judge the child by the parent, you know. And aren't you glad that we've got a heavenly parent? Come on, we've got a father in heaven. And, and so people may judge us by our past or by what they see in the natural of the offspring. But you and I, we have a spiritual birth, a, a new birth. And so uh, we need to make sure that we're not being limited uh, by our past, that we're not allowing things that we might have said or done or even that's in our family heritage in the natural to bring shame to us that would keep us from looking up into heaven boldly and then looking out into the world boldly. Amen? Because when we look up into heaven boldly and we let the, the very face of the living God, our Father, shine on us, then that's when we can truly shine into a dark world and change people's lives. Amen? So with that being said, turn to the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 2. And uh, we'll just look at some scriptures just to try to encourage you tonight, encourage each other, where we can uh, just let the Holy Ghost do what He wants to do in our life. Amen? So in Revelation chapter 2, I, uh, 
The full thought starts in verse number 12, but we're just going to read verse 17. Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. This is red letter. This is Jesus talking to the church at Pergamos. Pergamos means elevated. Uh, you know, sometimes we've got to come down in some things to be able to receive some things. God said, if I would humble myself under the mighty hand of God, He would exalt me. Amen. So, Revelation chapter 2, verse 17. If you're there, say amen. amen. The Lord Jesus Christ says, He that hath an ear, say, I've got an ear. He that hath an ear, let him or her hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Uh, to him or her, to them that overcometh, I will give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him or her a white stone, in, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving uh, he or she that receiveth. He or she that receiveth it. Brother Donnie, would you pray? Yes. 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 Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Donnie. Thank you for your attendance tonight. Thank you for honoring the word. Uh, so we know that as Christ wrote to these seven churches in the book of Revelation, that there's there's much. Uh, uh, details that he brought out that is very prevalent and and uh, you know maybe sometime we'll be able to look at that but tonight I want you just to look uh, at this one thought because in this one verse of scripture you and I we can realize what brother Corey was leading us in worship in that last song we can realize that we have a name and our name is not in ourselves but our name is in the Lord Jesus Christ and uh, that name, because you've been saved and born from, uh, again, born from above with that name, uh, you know, according to Acts chapter 4 down about verse 12, there's no other name under heaven which you and I can be saved. And so that name of Jesus, uh, when we accepted him, that name come upon us, uh, the uh, Christos, the anointed, the anointing come in your life. And, and then God called you. Uh, by name. And so then you and I, we've got to start partaking of the Word of God to get out of our old mindset or old limitations and start hearing in the Spirit what God is saying about us. Because when we hear what God says, it changes everything about your life. It changes your, your, your vision. It changes your, your confidence. It changes uh, the ability to believe uh, God for the impossible. And so, we, we know here what he said. He said to, to the person that overcomes. So, the devil is going to do anything and everything he can to try to keep your attention, to try to keep your heart, to try to keep your spirit, uh, man, off of this truth, this great reality. Uh, he doesn't want you uh, to partake of this truth. And so, you and I, we've got to recognize that we're going to have to overcome. But here's what's so exciting about it. If we're not careful, we'll spend our whole Christian life looking at someday, I'm going to be an overcomer. But uh, when he says to the person that overcomes, when we step back to, uh, to the cross and we realize what Jesus did for us, Jesus has already overcome. And the, the Word of God tells us because He overcome. You and I overcome. We're overcomers. And so we've got to let the devil 
know that we know who we are, know what Christ has done for us, but rather, even better, what he's done in us. Amen? And so we need to tell the devil, I am an overcomer right now. That's who I am. And so this word is nikano in the Greek, and it means not just, uh, you know, don't you hate to watch a boring ball game? I used to watch ball games. I don't watch them anymore. But, you know, you watch a boring ball game, and, you know, one team wins by one point, and it just drags on. And this ain't what this is talking about. You and I, we have gained the victory. We have prevailed with an overcoming, an unimmeasurable margin. There was no doubt uh, here, here Jesus is, here the devil is, and you and I were in Jesus, amen? So when he talks about you and I being an overcomer, we have got the victory that is so profound that anybody that's around you uh, with any uh, logical idealism of, of truth rather than being bound up by the world and by uh, religion or whatever, they know who's inside of you. Come on, that victory's in you. It's obvious. It, it, it just, you exude that reality and that truth. So what we've got to do, we've got to walk around and we've got to just let the devil and all these evil spirits, all these uh, hindrances and plan and contrivances, uh, stratagems of the devil, we've got to let him know, listen, I'm an overcomer. I, I, I've got something inside of me and that, that something is not just a thing, it's a person. He is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings. Amen. And notice what he said. When we when we get that mindset, he, the Lord said, I will give to you to eat the hidden manna. So uh, you and I, we can walk with the Lord in salvation. And we can just go from day to day. And, and we can wait till we take our last heartbeat or to the sounding of the trumpet, whichever may come first. And we can just live a life of salvation. Uh, and we can just drink and sip on the bottle a little bit. Or we can lay that bottle down. And we can get alone with the Lord. And we can get into the meat of the Word of God. He will give us the hidden things that will show us who we are and what we were destined to do. Amen. He wants you and I to have encounters with every plan of the devil with the mindset that we're victorious. With the mindset that Jesus is sending us into a battle and he's sending us in a place where we don't have to be ashamed of our past because we've been delivered from our past. We've got this new name, this name of, of Christ, Christos, this name of anointing that is on our lives that wants to direct every footstep, wants to bring forth birth every word out of our mouth. Amen? That's who's in us, and that's his agenda for our life. And so I need to stop settling for just the surface level of relationship. I want to get into the deep fellowship with the Lord, don't you? And that's what he has for us. And he wants to draw us into that place. But see, I've got to expect that Jesus is going to feed me. You've got to have that expectancy, and we've got to make time. We've got to say, listen, I, I want to do this. I have to do that. I really enjoy this, but right here. This is my destiny. This is what I'm hungry for. This is what I need. I need to get alone with the Lord. And when I get alone with Him, I have the assurance that He's going to give me that hidden man. And let's think about this just for a second. Now, everything in the Old Testament is a type and a shadow written to help you and I better understand from the natural, the spiritual in this new covenant, in this New Testament. So God started feeding the children of Israel in the book of Exodus, about chapter 16, with manna. He would rain that manna down, and he fed them that, that whole time period until you get to Joshua uh, chapter 5. It tells us that when they partook of the old uh, fruit of the land in the promised land, the manna ceased. 
chapter 5 down about verse 12 or something like that. The manna ceased. And so, but he fed them all that time to grow them up, to get them into the promises. And so what you and I, we, we've got to make sure that we partake of the, the, the hidden things, the secret things of the Lord, and so we can get into the promises. How many times have you talked to somebody and, and, they, and they say, I just wish God would do that for me. I just wish the promises of God would come to, to work in my life. You know, and why is that not uh, available to them? It's because they don't believe it's for them. They're not in that place, in that position where uh, they're letting God feed them. So you've got to have a place like Mary did. You've got to make a decision and sit down at the feet of Jesus. I've got to make that decision to sit down at the feet of Jesus and let him give me some things that will build me up, that will, that will make me strong. Now, uh, this manna, you know, when they said that, when they spoke that word out, this, this Hebrew word, it simply means, what's that? That's what manna means. What's that? Because when they looked at it, when it fell on the ground, they looked at it and they said, what is this? We don't understand it. So let's see some things that will help us. And and we're going to get to this place where we're going to alleviate all shame uh, by believing the Word of God. Go with me to Psalm 78. Psalm 78. And and let's, let's understand this precious manna just a little bit and see how important it is. Psalm 78, verse... Uh, 23, Psalm 78, 23. Uh, Though he had commanded the clouds, this is what uh, God had done for the children of Israel. Though he had commanded the clouds from above and he opened the doors of heaven. Now, he just didn't crack the door. From, From the Hebrew, when it says he opened the doors from heaven, it means he opened them wide open. In other words, he said, look, behold, everything that is here through my son, it's yours. I've got a covenant with you. And, and, and our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. We can't have his will unless what? Unless we recognize that we can look into heaven. We can see what his will is, what his plan is. We can have his anointing to be able to bring that to pass. We can receive all of these things where we can lay down the past. All of those names that we've been labeled. And, and we can get rid of our shame. And we can take in the will of God. We can eat from the table of God so I'll know who I am. So many times people don't know who they are because they're listening to the devil. The devil says, you're a liar, you're a sinner, you're this, you're that. All of these things, we can name all of these things out and we could get really discouraged really quick. But I want to talk about what God says. God says, when I eat from his table, then I see that I'm a child of God. I I, I see that I have the love of God. I see that I have the peace of God. I see that I have a fellowship with Jesus, the true vine that, that puts into me everything that I need to be His success story. You're His success story. The devil wants to tell you, no, you're a failure because you did this and did that. No, you and I, we are a work in progress that brings God glory moment by moment, step by step. Amen? That's who we are. And so, notice what he said. He said he opened up. He opened them up wide, the doors of heaven. Of course, Jesus is that door. We know that. Verse 24, what did he do? And he sprinkled down manna. Whoa! Isn't that exciting? None of this little misting. None of this a little bit here and there. No, he rained down manna upon them to eat. Oh, Glory! In other words, if you and I will just be in the place that God wants us to be, the manna is going to fall. 
And it's going to be the hidden manna that nobody else can see and understand because my God looks at the hidden part of my heart where I need a word from Him that will change it. Amen? He looks at my heart and He sees where the devil is beating me up. He sees where I'm, he sees where I'm struggling. He sees where I'm dealing with painful things and all of those things. And it's hidden to the world, but yet it's so real to me. And He gives me a hidden manna, a hidden bread that will go in there and will bring healing. That will bring peace, that will bring victory, that will bring truth. Amen. That's the kind of God that we serve. And so he's not just trickling out like Sister Man Michelle said. He is raining it down. All I have to do is be in the place where my mouth is open wide. Come on, he'll fill me up. And he rained down heaven upon them to eat. And he had given them the corn of heaven. Now, I, I really don't understand why they translated this corn. The, the word from the Hebrew is he gave them the increase that is available from heaven. I got chills all over, hey man. The Lord God Almighty gave them under the old covenant, his children, the increase of heaven. In other words, everything that they needed to take them from where they were at to his perfect will, everything that would increase them in peace and in joy and love and victory and all of these things, the abundant lifestyle, he gave it to them under the old covenant. Here you and I are tonight under the new. How much better? How much more exceedingly great is this new covenant? So you and I need to be in the place where I receive this, Lord. I receive this hidden manna. I'm going to partake of it. I'm going to cast away this junk food of the devil, the junk food of the world. And I'm going to get along with you. And I'm going to let you speak some things into my life. So the increase of heaven. Verse 25. Man did eat what? Angels food. You and I were partaking of what the angels partake of. Isn't that something? Come on, God has that for us. Now, I I, I want you to think about how uh, the food from heaven, how it sustains. Um, Think about how we have different examples. Uh, You know, Jesus lived by the bread of heaven and he, in the natural, he fasted 40 days and and 40 nights. and, And he met the devil head on and he succeeded for you and I. He was in all points tempted, right? Because he was fed in his spirit. And his spirit told his body what he could do and couldn't do. Right now, uh, you know, in my own life, I'm believing God for some, for some things that's contrary to what a uh, doctor may say, man may say. Uh, and, I, I'm, and I'm believing that God can take what is in the natural and he can make it just what it needs to be. Amen. He can bless what you have. So if, if, you, if you sleep one hour and that's all you get, God, that one hour, you can bless that one hour and it will be enough. It will be sufficient. It will meet the need. Amen. Because my source is not in that one hour. My source is in the Lord God Almighty. Amen. And so that's our trust. That's our confidence. God can do what no man can do. And so I want us to see tonight that that when we were eating what sustained uh, the angels and all this warfare that they're in for us. But also, think about how uh, the ravens fed uh, Elijah and how he went in the power of that food. See, when God feeds you, it's supernatural. And you can go farther than you ever dreamed possible. You can be stronger than you ever thought uh, it, it would be available to you. But that strength of the Lord is there. Man did eat angels' food and he sent them meat to the full. This full here from the Hebrew, it means complete 
and total satisfaction. I don't know about you, I've never been satisfied in my life in the natural. But in the spiritual, we have a promise here, we can be completely satisfied. This hidden manna. But we've got to believe Jesus. We've got to overcome the lies that says it's for somebody else. We've got to overcome the words and the work of the enemy that would keep us from sitting down with the Lord. And we sit down with him and we overcome all of those things. And he starts feeding us this hidden manna. It starts working in us. Uh, hold your place in Psalms. We'll be back maybe. Go to, 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 to John chapter 6. We're still looking. We're identifying this hidden manna. How powerful it is. What it is. And uh, in John chapter 6, verse number 30, John 6 and 30, uh, they're in an argument, the scribes and the Pharisees are with, with Jesus. And it says, they said therefore unto him, unto Jesus, what sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What doest thou work? Verse 31. Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written. He gave them bread from heaven to eat. That's what we just read in Psalm 78. Verse 32. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, truly, truly, surely, surely, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. So they're still under the old mentality that man provided for them. And you and I, we're breaking out all of that. We recognize and realize that there's just so much that we can do for ourselves. There's just so much that we can do for one another. But when we get hooked up with Jesus, the true vine, then He's going to feed us with the true bread. He's going to give us. And that true bread is not going to come by natural means. And since it doesn't come by natural means, it's not going to be limited by natural ability. Come on now, it's going to have what you need to sustain you, and not just sustain you, but to empower you to be an overcomer, to have victory like you've never had before. That's what Jesus has for you. And so notice what he says, verse 33, for the bread of God is he. Now mark that in your mind's eye, write it on the table of your heart, that, that he is Jesus. For that bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. So, what is Jesus saying? He said, I am that hidden manna, and if you'll get along with me, I'll feed you, and I'll start giving you life. So, I need to examine some things in my, in my current situations, and if it's not stacking up with this word, if it's not agreeing with the covenant, then I need to say, Lord, I need to feed in this area of my life. Uh, if I don't have peace, if I don't have joy, if I don't have success, if I don't have victory, if I don't have some of the things that's been promised to me in my life in that area, if I'm not doing the works that you did, that you would have me to do, if I'm not uh, lining up with you, I need to sit down. I need to feed from what you would say. Amen? And when you start feeding from that, Jesus brings life. In other words, the way the devil is trying to control you and I by fear and doubt trying to tell us that death is going to control the situation and the circumstance. No. In the name of Jesus, we eat from the bread of the life, the bread of life. And it, it what? It gives you life. Amen? Okay. Now, look, let's just, knock, let's just nail some things home. Drop down to verse 35. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. 
See, there's going to come a, 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 a time when the dispensation of grace closes. And when the dispensation of grace closes and, and the, the church is the church, there's going to be a whole group of people. They're going to be hungry. They're going to be thirsty. But they've missed out on the time of grace. They missed out on, on, on what could have been. And, and because you and I have been hungry and thirsting after righteousness, Christ has failed us. But we need to start telling the devil that. When the devil tries to tell you that you're dissatisfied about something, that you're discouraged about, discouraged about something, or that God is not ministering in your life in that area, tell him, uh-uh. I have a promise here. Jesus come to give me life, and he's gave it to me. He's feeding me, and, and, and I'm not going to hunger and thirst in your lies, in your work. I'm going to receive what you would have for me. Amen? Now drop down to verse 48. Uh, he said, I am, just trying to drive this point home, I am that bread of life. Verse 49, your fathers did eat man in the wilderness and they are dead. See, we can, now this is very important, okay? God rained down the manna, and he, but he brought it down through Moses because Moses is a type of the law and he's a type of man working and they died. So you can depend upon man or somebody else to give you a word, and it may be a word from heaven, but if there's not a spiritual life to it, I'm sorry, it's not going to work. It's, you, you can't be fed by somebody else. You've got to be fed by the Holy Ghost in you. In you. And so, if, once again, if there's some dead areas in your life, if there's some dead areas in my life, we need to come back. And we need to say, okay, I, I'm not going to get into the law of Moses. I'm, not, I'm going to stay in the dispensation of grace. I'm going to trust in the Lord. I'm going to let Him feed me. Now drop down uh, verse 51. He, he's just trying to drive this point home to us. He said, I am the living bread. In other words, from the Greek, he's saying, I'm the life-giving bread. I'm the life-giving bread which came down from heaven. If any man, any person eat of this bread, he or she, they shall live forever. And the bread uh, that I will give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Aren't you glad that Jesus is willing to allow us to partake of him? Come on, we, that's what communion is all about. We partake of the bread. We partake of the blood. The... the, 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 the uh, the, the very uh, grape juice, the wine, however you choose to do it, we partake of those, those instruments of communion and we're literally drinking the, the, the living, life-giving blood of Jesus. We're, we're eating that body and, and you're assimilating to that. That's the hidden manna that comes inside of you that brings all truth to your spirit, but it, it brings life to your soul. It brings life to your body. Amen? All right. So, drop down to verse 58. This is that bread which came down from heaven, He's, and not as your fathers did eat manna, and are dead, but he, and he that eateth this bread shall live forever. So, you and I, we need to stop settling for second best. We need to say, okay, the devil has convinced me this area of my life is just the way it's going to be. This relationship, this situation, this circumstance, it's dead. No, it's not. If you and I get along with the Lord and we'll partake of that hidden manna, if we'll let, let, let Jesus show us how he can bring life to us in that situation, he'll do it. He'll do it. But see, we won't do that because the devil will get uh, beside us and he'll start saying, well, you're not worthy. You don't qualify. Says who? Devil, you're a liar. 
You're the father of lies. There's no truth in you. I don't receive any of that. God doesn't look at me in my past. He looks at me through the eyes of Jesus with a destiny of future. Amen? And so that's what we've got to hold on to. That's what we've got to build up in and out of our lives. All right. So, let's go back in, in, uh, in our text and let's reread that and then we'll, we'll, we'll go back to Psalms. Because I want you to get this in your spirit. Revelation 2.17, once again, Jesus said, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh, I will give to eat of the hidden manna. We've come, uh, pretty well documented that, that, that bread of life. And I will give him a white stone. And in that stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saveth he that receiveth it. So, uh, we, we looked at, we look at this verse in the context of what was happening in history when this was written. And, and so to help us to understand this. At this time point in history, uh, one thing that, uh, we can pull from in the, in, in the, 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 the Grecians, when they had the, the, the very Olympic games that we still have to this day, when, when the athlete won uh, in the event that he had practiced so hard in, he was gave a white stone. And that white stone uh, said that he could retire from that point on because he had done what he was supposed to do for his country, for his nation, uh, for his king. And he could sit down with that white stone and, and he could sit in the finished work. So Jesus has given us his white stone. Jesus done everything God the Father asked him to. He completed it all and he sat down and he's resting, resting, waiting uh, until all of his enemies be put uh, under his foot. And, and so in the meantime, he's gave us that stone. That stone says that we qualify uh, for our source coming from heaven, not from what we can drum up from earth. Amen? That white stone also, it's how uh, we've all heard the old, and, and I know this ain't politically correct, but we've all heard the old terminology of the way they used to vote. If somebody got blackballed, you know, they got cast out of the, of the club or the group or whatever. Uh, but so you and I, in other words, this, this, this stone, it means a verdict. It means uh, a, a, a statement of who you are. So when Jesus gave you a white stone, he's saying that I took the verdict that should have been yours. I took it on the cross for you. And now you're just as white and pure as you possibly can be. And you're in right standing with the Father. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. That's a place for you and I to shout. That's a place for us to be so encouraged. Because if we're in right standing with the Father, that means every promise that has been spoken by Him out of this Word is ours. It's ours. We don't have to, we don't have to dream about it. We don't have to, to, to pry it out of His hands. We don't have to beg Him for it. All we have to do is to know what's ours. He's done said yes. We say amen and we receive. Amen. All right. So this, 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 this white stone, but what, notice what he said. He said a new name, a new name was written in it. Now, uh, any place in the New Testament, most places in the New Testament, when you see this word name, it means uh, uh, not just like Bill, Henry, Fred, George, whatever. It means your character and your authority. So see, when, when you get born again, born from above, and the blood of Jesus is on you, you get the character of Jesus. 
but you get the authority. The authority of Jesus. So when, when he talks about you've got that stone. So when the devil comes and he starts knocking on your mind, he starts attacking your your, your marriage, your finances, your, on the job. He starts hindering you in any way. Hold up the stone. Hold up the stone and let him know the name that is in there. That name is from Jesus Christ. That name has the power and authority of Jesus Christ. And you just stand there with the stone. Let the stone, let Jesus do the talking for you. Amen. That even the archangel Michael, he knew better than to argue with the devil in the book of Jude. He said, I'm going to keep my mouth shut. The Lord rebuke you, devil. Let's let the word of God talk for us. We can never outsmart the devil. We'll end up like Eve and Adam in the garden if we do. Amen. All right. Help me remember that. Okay. That's good. All right. Okay. So let's go to the book of Psalms. and let's see what this new name means. See, used to, I, I, I was known uh, as all of these things of my sin. My, my sin named me. Uh, my, my sin put a, 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 a label on me. And, and it's the same way with every, every one of us. We, we, that, that, that's, that's, that's what it was. You know, I can, uh, like I said, you know, I... I I can remember as a little boy, you know, and, I, and and when my mom first started trying to go to church, my dad would talk about everybody that's in the church that she would mention. Well, they did, I was with them when they done this. I saw them do that, and all these things, you know, and because that was a stumbling stone to him. That was a limitation to keep him out of a, a relationship with Christ. But but when we get that new stone, that stone represents righteousness. It represents so much, and so in Psalms chapter. Uh, 34, uh, verse number 1. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Verse 3. O magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt His name together. So David here, he's talking about his relationship and, and how his relationship is bringing the Lord glory. Now look what he says. Verse number 4. I sought the Lord, and He heard me, and He delivered me from all my fears. So today, that would be like you and I when we seek the Lord, and He brings salvation to us, and we're delivered from the fear of death, from sin, and all those things. So you look at the Old Testament to the, to the New Testament, from the top and the shadow to the reality, and then look what happens in verse 5. This is why we came here. Verse 5, Psalms 34, 5. They looked unto Him. In other words, we looked unto Jesus, the author, the finisher of our faith. We looked unto Him, and we were what? Lightened. Lightened. There was a light that shined upon us, and all the dark things of the devil that was a limitation to us that weighed us down, it fled. Just like in Genesis, when God said, let there be light, darkness fled. All of those things fled, and look what happened. And their faces were not a... Shamed. Come on. We're not ashamed. The devil wants to keep you and I ashamed of our past. He wants to keep us in the prison of our past and say, well, I would do that, but I, I you know, I, I've done this or I've done that or, or if I go say this to that person, they're going to remember. Come on. It, it, there's nothing harder <laughs> than standing before your family when you know what a sinner you are in the past. Come on. And, and 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 you start trying to share the gospel, the good news, and and you know that the devil's real quick to bring up a picture in their mind's eye of this and of that. And I, I mean, I'm ashamed of the things I've done. I 
And I know that if the devil had his way, those things that I'd done would have brought a death sentence. But there was a God of grace, amen, and mercy there. And so now I've got to be in the place and the position where I don't, uh, I don't let that hinder me any longer because I've looked unto Jesus. And because I've looked unto him, my face has been lightened, my load has been lightened, and now, because uh, Jesus took my shame. Jesus took your shame. Isn't that something? So in closing, let, let's build our faith just a little bit on that reality. Um, going into Romans chapter 9, let, let's see this. Now, what I want you to make a confession of, you know, how many times have you heard, heard it in your own life and you've heard people talk about it, they'll go, shame on you. Well, let's say shame on the devil. And tonight we say shame off of us. Come on, Jesus wants to cast the shame off of us because of this new name and, uh, and, and build us up in that reality, that truth. The last verse of chapter 9, Romans chapter 9, verse 33 Romans 9.33, look what the Word of God says. As it is written, that means that God planned it out way ahead of time. As it is written, behold, I lay in Zion, I lay in the church, come on the church, I lay in the church a stumbling stone and a rock of offense. But it's not going to be for us, it's for those who choose not to believe, amen? And whosoever believeth on Him, whoever believes on, on, on the Lord of Lords, this, this ever-living rock, uh, our place of refuge. Whosoever believeth on him shall not be what? Woo! We don't have to be ashamed. We don't have to let the devil say, well, you know. No, I don't know. My God's forgotten it. It's covered by the blood in the, no, it's better than that. It's washed away forever by the blood. And if I bring it up to God, God looks at me like, what? Because that's all he sees. So, no shame. I'm not going to let the devil bring up any of those things and cause me to get uncomfortable. And See, I would let him tell me all of these things, reason why I was not worthy, and I would sit down and not do what God told me to do. Because I got in fear, I got in doubt, I got in all of those things. No, God doesn't even see that anymore. Amen? You and I, we are forgiven. And so, Jesus Christ has took our shame. He has gave us this white stone. Uh, the, 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 the verdict has been taken by Him. And, and now we're forgiven. And, and He's gave us this new name. The name that is in Him. That is of Him. We have His character. We have His authority. And we've got to walk in that truth. In that reality. One last verse. Turn with me. I believe it's the book of Hebrews. And let's, let's, let's see something here that will really encourage us. Hebrews chapter 12. Let's go ahead and read verse 1, but we're working our way to verse 2. Hebrews 12 and 1. Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which do, do us so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Why? Verse 2. Looking unto Jesus. Remember what we read in Psalms 34. Uh, we, we look and we're lightened. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, for who for the joy that was set before Him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, I, I, we, we need to really get this in our heart. We need to let the Spirit of God give us a, a spiritual image of this. I'm a very modest person. 
and uh, and and the, the the Jewish people of this time, uh, uh, they were, uh, you know, our modesty couldn't even come nowhere near of understanding what they what they felt. And so, you know, we we look at the images of Jesus on the cross, and you know, uh, we see him beaten and bloodied to a pulp. I, Isaiah fifty three, uh, Isaiah fifty two says that he was marred. Uh, more than any other man. In other words, you, the, he didn't even look human. But yet, in these images that we see, they've always got a towel or, or, or some type of cloth wrapped around him. That's not the case. He, he is completely bare before the whole world and being raised. Can you imagine? He had walked with God uh, so close tempted in all points, yet without sin, and, and, and always in the place of carrying himself with dignity, always carrying himself in the place with love, yet speaking with truth that would cut through lies and deception and, 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 and love that would, would change people's lives. And yet he's hanging on that cross in shame. And the Bible says right here that he despised that, that he literally despised that, but he loved you and I so much that He was willing to do that for us. Now think about that just for a second. He, you have to look at the two Greek words that's put together. If you, if you, just, you can use your phone, you can use your Bible app, you can use your Strong's Concordance, and, and really get this down in your spirit to see the, what He felt. But what He felt in that could not touch the love that He had for you. Oh my. So when he felt that, what that was a type in the shadow for you and I to see is he took all of my sins on his life, the shame that was associated with each one of my sins, come on him. Every one of them come on him. And so now I can stand boldly in front of anybody and I can say, I am forgiven. I'm a new creature. I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. God the Father looks at me through the, the very sacrifice of the Lamb that was planned and, and, and brought forth from the foundation of this earth age. Isn't that something? So I, I have nothing to be ashamed about. You have nothing to be ashamed of. So what the Holy Ghost said as, we, as I was praying in tongues, praying in the Spirit... He said, make sure that my people will take my white stone, take my verdict, take the name that I've written in that uh, on their life, that, that authority, that character, and let it uh, embolden them, empower them, that when shame tries to attach itself to you, that you, in the Spirit, that you literally see what Jesus done for you. You have nothing to be ashamed about. Because, you see, if, if I ever let that come in the back of my mind all of a sudden that's going to pull me away from what God's destined me to be it's going to pull me away from my identity in Jesus amen and that's not what the Lord wants he wants us to have this freedom he wants us to have this peace so we say shame on the devil come on there's no shame on you and I there's no shame so so every time the devil starts trying to blame you trying to bring condemnation you tell him Romans 8 1 Right now, this moment, there is no condemnation in me, in you, in the believer, who what? Who walks, come on, walking in the Spirit because we're in Christ Jesus. Christ Jesus paid the price. There's no condemnation. 
we're, we're, we're in that place. And so I don't have to even think about those former things. See, I'll go start to do something uh, with, with, with somebody. And, and uh, you know, maybe it's Donna, maybe it's one of the kids, maybe it's some of you. And, and the devil will jump on my shoulder and he'll say, Who do you think you are? I'm a child of God. Come on, I'm a child of God. That's who I am. I don't know what you're talking about. You're not going to make me lower my head. You're not going to make me squirm. You're going to make me raise my hands to heaven and say, thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've done in my life. Amen? Hallelujah. This is your victory. This is our victory tonight. So, in the name of Jesus, what we need to do, we need to make this confession to the Lord that, that I take you, Lord, at your word. I, I, I believe that. I believe that, that you took my shame. And because you took it, I don't have to be associated with it. I don't have to have, let it limit me or hinder me or hurt me in any way. I am clean. I, and, and I'm hungry. I'm going, to be, I'm going to be at the feet of Jesus. I'm going to let him. See, I'll never eat from the table of the Lord if I feel like I'm not worthy. But you're worthy. You're worthy. Amen. Pray with me. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, by the anointing of the Holy Spirit, touch every person here, every person under the sound of my voice, wherever you're ministering to online, Holy Ghost, right now. Touch people's lives. Let every lie be revealed. And and, and let the reality of letting Jesus feed each person, that hidden manna, that reality of, uh, of that authority, that character that comes when we accept the blood of Jesus and that white stone, that white rock, that rock of salvation, that, that building, chief cornerstone comes into our life, let us see who we are in Him and by Him and because of Him. Father, right now there's some people that, that the devil tries to put a limitation on them and, and tells them, well, you can do this, but you can't do that. You, 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 uh, th- this label, this, this condition... This circumstance is is what the devil wants to attach to you and to me. But you and I tonight, we say no. Let's let the Holy Spirit bring a truth and a reality to us like we've never experienced before. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Okay, I almost forgot. The Spirit of God, a while ago, He said, Remember when in in Genesis chapter 2, when I was walking with Adam and Eve and they were walking with me, they were walking and they were clothed with the glory of God. They were naked, but they were clothed with the glory of God. And, the, and, the, and it says they were not ashamed. If they could have that in the garden, in the Old Testament, how much more can you and I have the ability not to be ashamed, Brother Corey, right now under this covenant? Amen. So we can, they were able to walk with God in the cool of the day and hear Him. Now He lives in you. Amen? So in the name of Jesus, would you come tonight and make yourself an altar and say, Lord, here I am. I, I, I want to I wanna eat from what you would have for me tonight. I want to I wanna hear some hidden manna that will embolden me, that will empower me, that will bring victory and deliverance in my life like never before. Would you let Him show you that there is no label the devil can place on you in Jesus' name. Would you come and let us pray with you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your grace, your mercy and your love. Praise the name of Jesus.